Hi, I'm Lucy from Beaver. Today is Monday the 30th of October 2023 and this is your October News Flash. Beaver's primary care clinical guidelines on diagnosis and management of equine pituitary pars intermediate dysfunction are now available as an open access article in EVJ, Equine Veterinary Journal. In September 2023, we announced that Beaver membership is going digital by default. There is still an option to add printed journals to your membership. Journal subscriptions will cost £25 annually per journal for the 2023 to 2024 membership. The Jockey Club has announced changes to the Grand National for next year, which includes reducing the maximum field from 40 runners to 34, shortening the distance to the first jump, rubber toe boards, standing start, a reduction in the height of the 11th fence by 2 inches from 5 foot to 4 foot 10, and a rise in the minimum rating required for runners to qualify from 125 to 130. There will also be an end to the formal parade with horses led by handlers, with riders instead cantering their horses in front of the stands before turning near the chair fence and going to the start. The RCVS Public Advisory Group has had its first meeting to discuss how they will work with the college on new advice for pet owners on interaction with veterinary teams and to help ensure that the organisation is operating in the public's interest. The RCVS has also opened up nominations for its 2024 awards, which are listed on the Beaver website under news. The RCVS Knowledge Plowright Prize is a biennial award that is now open for submissions for this year, where the winner will receive £100,000. This prize recognises an individual working in Europe or the Commonwealth who has made a significant impact on the control, management and eradication of infectious diseases of animals. Nominees can be vets, nurses or research scientists and can be working in a research setting, academia, in practice or in other related sectors. Nominations must be in by the 31st of March 2024. The RCVS has made reflection changes to its one CPD platform. Changes have been made so vets and nurses can more easily track the CPD they have both recorded and learned from. The one CPD homepage for each vet and RVN will now display two progress bars, one tracking the number of completed CPD hours achieved and the other will track the number of hours that have been reflected on. As a reminder, CPD hours need to be annual targets of 35 hours for vets and 15 hours for veterinary nurses. Lastly, in the RCVS news, a record number of 27 successful candidates for the RCVS statutory examination for membership were welcomed to the Register of Veterinary Surgeons on Tuesday the 24th of October. In nursing news, the outgoing BVNA President Charlotte Pace has urged members to keep the pressure up on the win to fight for formal protection of the veterinary nurse title. She praised the phenomenal response to the Association's Protect the Title survey in which more than 12,000 veterinary professionals and members of the public have participated. And at the BVNA Congress at the beginning of October in Telford, the 50th Congress of the organisation, Charlotte handed over presidency to Lindsay Hughes. Lindsay's theme for the year is progression and she's called for more to be done about nurses' salaries. The VMD have issued a medicines update which includes a new marketing authorisation for a product called Vey Tosal from Vex Pharma. It's a butophosphan cyanocolbamin vitamin mineral POMV injection for horses, cattle, dogs and cats. 
and there has been an authorization change to a product called Animaloxan, which is an injectable solution that contains NSAIDs and other prostaglandin inhibitors that are known to have adverse effects on pregnancy and or embryo fetal development. Women of childbearing age, pregnant women or women suspected to be pregnant should avoid the use of this medicinal product with serious caution to avoid accidental self-injection. The Responsible Use of Medicines Alliance, known as Rumour, are running another antibiotic amnesty campaign this month. They're asking practices to encourage clients to return any unused or out-of-date antibiotics for safe disposal. MSD's Keeping Britain's Horses Healthy KBHH initiative is running another Flu Awareness Week. Useful resources and client-facing communications can be found on their website and you can use the hashtag EFAW to highlight any relevant communications that you put out from your own practices. The Equine Grass Sickness Biobank has called for more people to submit samples The project was initiated by the Moradon Foundation and the Equine Grass Sickness Foundation and funded by the British Horse Society for three years. It collects case reports and biological and environmental samples and processes them to make them available for researchers investigating equine grass sickness. They now have 70 samples from grass sickness cases but need many more to investigate the causal agents. So please ask the horse owner's permission to take samples if you're dealing with a case. On request, they will send you a sampling kit, protocols and consent forms and offer a flat fee for vets undertaking post-mortem tissue collection. All samples, but particularly post-mortem ganglia and ileum, are very welcome. The Animal Welfare Foundation, AWF, has launched its 2024 research grant scheme. A total of £10,000 will be allocated for projects by undergraduate students. Applications close on the 29th of February 2024. For those of you with clinical research that may be suitable for presentation at Beaver Congress next year, the Scientific Programme Committee will be inviting authors to submit scientific abstracts for inclusion in next year's clinical research sessions from Thursday the 18th of January to Thursday the 8th of February next year. So bear that in mind and put the dates in your diary. And journal article of the week this week was Outcome and Racing Performance Following Standing Fracture Repair in 245 Horses by Vicky Colgate et al. and is published in EVJ. And we are starting to include updates from the Equine Infectious Disease Surveillance Group on these podcasts. For anyone not familiar with their work, they support industry in the surveillance, control and prevention of infectious disease, having been previously based at the Animal Health Trust in Newmarket prior to its closure in 2020. They're now based at the University of Cambridge. They have a number of surveillance initiatives which you can sign up for, including free flu PCR testing, a free outbreak advice helpline and a text message disease alert system. The third quarter 2023 edition of the Equine Quarterly Disease Surveillance Report will be published this week. This is produced by the EIDS team alongside Beaver, DEFRA and the APHA. This latest report contains an article about the continued raised threat level from West Nile virus, with cases continuing to be confirmed further north in Europe. The article discusses the latest surveillance findings, information on the three West Nile virus vaccines commercially available in the UK and the horse populations we may consider applying vaccination to. 
The quarterly report, as usual, features an informative and topical focus article. And this quarter's article is from a group based in Australia, providing details on an emerging zoonotic pathogen, Chlamydia cytosai, which they have shown was responsible for late-term abortions and fatal neonatal illness in horses in southeastern Australia, and disease amongst personnel too. Reminding us as vets to keep our ears to the ground and eyes open in the instances of infectious disease with emerging and zoonotic pathogens, an ever-present entity. If you want to sign up for their reports, please go to the equinesurveillance.org website and you can also sign up to the Telltale Alert System at Boehringer Ingelheim Animal Health UK Limited website. Other Beaver podcasts this month, we have Eve podcast featuring Chiara Morelli talking to Albert Friedberg about her open access review article, The Hygienic Aspects in the Management of Strangles. A new EVJ on the Hoof podcast is also live with Chris Neal summarising the article Subchondral Lucencies of the Medial Femoral Condyle in Yearling and Two-Year-Old Thoroughbred Sales Horses, Prevalence, Progression and Associations with Racing Performance. The October EVJ in Conversation podcast is also out, which features a recording of the Peter Rostell plenary lecture from Beaver Congress 2022, presented by Celia Marr. CPD in the coming months, we have on Tuesday the 14th of November at 8pm an online clinical catch-up on ultrasonography of the Tarsus with our President Roger Smith. And then the following evening, on Wednesday the 15th at 8pm again, we have a transatlantic equine clinic titled Helminths, Can We Stop the Global Tsunami of Resistance? With Dave Rendell leading discussions with a panel consisting of Holly Blue, Jane Hodgkinson, Abdul Jabbar, Martin Nielsen, Professor Dr George von Samson, Hilmus Jerner and Carl van Leeren. Then in December, on Wednesday the 6th at 4pm till 10pm, we have an online course called Innovation in Practice, a new opportunity for vets in practice with Roger Smith, Andy Crawford, Victoria South, Sally Gunnell, Celia Marr, Chris Peck, Rachel Tucker and Nick Steele. And then on Friday the 8th of December at 8.30 till 5pm, we have an advanced discussion forum, Orthopaedic Soft Tissue Injury, at Newmarket Equine Hospital. And then please don't forget to look at our new courses being held at London International Horse Show. On Thursday the 14th of December, we have Unravelling Unsoundness with Liz Brown, Lee Clark, Anna Johnston and Rachel Murray. And then on the Friday 15th of December, we have Championing Soundness with Ben Benson, Sam Cutts, Mark Fisher, Annabelle Gate, Rachel Greetham and Rachel Murray again. And the recording from last month's Transatlantic Equine Clinic on restorative dentistry is now available to watch on Catch Up. This session featured worldwide experts Manfred Stoll, Brad Tanner, Henry Tremaine and was chaired by Tim Barnett. We've added links in the podcast description below for more information on things covered in this episode. Thank you for listening and we'll be back next month.